Hello, 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 hello. What's going on, everybody? This is Sydney Smith, the host of this incredible podcast, The Real Queen Sid, and this episode is about to be lit. We are going to go deep diving on how to build your brand, how to curate your brand, what does it mean to be have a brand, how to put your brand first and your product second, and all kinds of important things that you need to know and figuring out who you are are okay so make sure that you have a pen and paper ready to take a ton of notes with this it's going to be so good y'all it's gonna be fire if you are driving make sure you pull over take some notes take some notes take some notes and uh without before we get into the podcast if you could do three things for me number one is make sure you subscribe to this podcast that's how we get rated that's how we get ranked that's how we get out further to more and more people so please make sure that you're subscribed number two is to leave a five-star review i'm going to be giving away 100 cash money when we get to 100 five-star reviews so make sure that you leave a review with a love note if you don't leave the love note then your review will be anonymous and i can't get you entered into the giveaway but yes 100 cash money will be given to one lucky winner third thing that you can do is screenshot this share it into your instagram stories and tag me at the real queen sid or you can share it with your friends your team members your upline your downline your whoever somebody that needs help building the brand and this is going to be a super super deep dive make sure that you have a ton of notes or a ton of paper and a long pencil ready to take a ton of notes uh let's get right into the content because this is a long one. First thing that i want to say about branding is that a lot of people mis- uh, misconstrue or get confused or don't really know exactly what a brand is, right? So we're going to talk about the definition of a brand. Uh, the definition of a brand is not a color scheme. It is not your logo. It is not any of that. A brand is how people think and feel when they think about you, right? So when, Sid- when, when people think of the Queen Sid brand, what do they think? Right. And so I'll give you guys a more a broader um, idea of that is when you think of Whole Foods, what do you think? Right. You think of an atmosphere. You think of an experience. Right. You think of a you you know what I'm talking about when I say, OK, I'm going to go to Whole Foods rather than, oh, I'm going to go to Kroger. Right. I don't know what kind of grocery stores y'all have where you are, but Kroger, whatever that that works. OK, you know the difference between Kroger and Whole Foods, you know, the difference between Trader Joe's and Food Lion. OK, I think that's an East Coast one Food Lion. Uh, but my point is, you know what you feel when you think of these brands. Right. OK, I'm thinking of uh, Pink right now because from Victoria's Secret, because Pink is super, super vocal with their advocate advocacy. Um, they always have a pride line. They always have like their, they always have a, um, a pride line is what I was thinking, but they, this year they created like a voting line, like go out and vote. Um, and so they're super, like you think of these brands and you think of what they stand for, right? Like you think of, um, an atmosphere, you think of Chick-fil-A, for example, right? Chick-fil-A, you think of, well, super, super polite and whatever, like my pleasure and all of that good stuff. Right? So How do people think and feel when they think about you? Because you are your brand, right? You are your brand. And so it's really easy for us to think, oh, well, this is what I think of when I, when I think of Chick-fil-A because Chick-fil-A is a corporation. So I want you to start thinking of you as a corporation, right? Eventually you will be. For those of you that don't know, I, I am a corporation. Queen Sid LLC is an S corporation. You will be a corporation eventually, 
right? So start building your brand like you are a company. Start building your brand like you are Nike. Start building your brand like you are Adidas. Start building your brand and your brand is you, okay? The next thing is that consistency breeds legitimacy, okay? Consistency over perfection. It doesn't matter what your brand is. It doesn't matter who your brand is. It doesn't matter what brand brand you're trying to create. You just have to do it consistently. You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to always say everything that's super on brand, always do everything that's super on brand. And here's the thing about a brand is that it can pivot. It can pivot, right? I think of my brand when I first started in this industry and I was super, super um, business advice, business advice, business advice, business advice. And then I kind of pivoted to like super vulnerable, right? And I pivoted to like the attic stuff, like all the the addict stuff. Wow. That sounds really bad, but I I pivoted to addiction and recovery. Right. And then I kind of pivoted a little bit when I came out and I pivoted to the LGBTQ community. Right. And it all became part of my brand as I built and found out who, who I am. Right. And I know that a lot of us have been struggling with that. So we are going to talk about specific steps to take to figure out who you are and who your brand is going to be. Um, but I'll get into that in a little bit. Right. And then the next thing is how do you want to, how do you want people to feel? Like when they go onto your page, when they go onto your Facebook, when they go onto your Instagram, when they go onto your TikTok, how do you want people to perceive you? Do you want your brand to be playful? Do you want it to be inspiring? Do you want it to be super polished? Do you want it to be spunky? Do you want it to be light? Do you want it to be motivating? How do you want people to feel when they, when they consume your content? Right? These are all important questions to ask. And then the other thing that I want you to do is I want you to start looking, looking at brands that you are drawn to, okay? Start looking at the content that you consume. What does their brand look like? What does their brand look like, right? And, I, and when I say brand, I want you to think of like influencers, right? We're all influencers because to be an influencer, all you have to do is influence yourself. But like, can you think of some bigger influencers that are having really good success with their brand? What does their brand look like? Right? Look at Jessie Lee's Instagram feed. I think this is a perfect example. Look at her Instagram feed. All of her pictures are bright. They're all different. They're bold. They're playful. They're, um, they're motivating, right? Like you, they're strong. They're powerful, right? But look at how people that have really successful brands, how is their feed, how is their social media curated, right? Do all of their pictures look the same? No. Do all of their videos look the same? No, probably not, right? All of their content looks a little bit different so that every piece of content draws you in a little bit more. Does that make sense? So look at these people's brands and start to see how you can make adjustments visually. We're not even talking about the actual content of your brand yet. We're gonna talk about that in a second, but literally visually, how can you start to make improvements on your social media so that you can start to mimic brands that you really, really appreciate? brands that you love consuming, brands that are doing really, really well, right? There are different people that I love to follow on social media just because I love their brands, right? And I'm thinking of people even as small as like my hairstylist, okay? My hairstylist, I started following because I found her on Instagram. I started searching the LGBTQ hashtags in Dallas and I found her and I started following her and her feed was beautiful, Her lines, like she has a very, um, 
she has like very bold color scheme like it's very like bright whites and dark darks so i just i loved her her feet i was very drawn in by her work right and so i ended up going to her to be my hairstylist because i liked her instagram how can you make improvements on your social media so that people start following you because they like the way your feed looks right these are little things that you can start to tweak before you even get into the content. Now the content is obviously important, right? I would have stopped following her if she was posting stupid stuff, but the thing that brought me in originally was the beauty of her feed, right? And then I found out we were super aligned, right? We're both in the LGBTQ community, so obviously we're probably pretty aligned, but we both have very same morals. We both have very same value, very similar values. Like we're just, we get along really well, right? So like now I've sat in her chair three times and we joke around the whole time. Like it's a fun experience and a four hour hair appointment needs to be a fun experience. But it all started, my point bringing it all the way back around, it all started with a pretty, with a pretty feed. So start consuming a little bit. Mm. I, I want to say this very, very carefully. Do not consume too much content, but start looking at brands that you really appreciate, that you really like looking at, the content that you really enjoy consuming, right? Think of influencers that you really enjoy consuming. If, it, if you want to start with Jessie Lee and start mirroring your feed off of Jessie Lee, go ahead. Obviously, she's successful, right? By mirroring, I mean... Hmm. How do I say this without having you guys copy her? I don't want you to copy her. I want you to be you, but with like, pull, pull some ideas from like how her photos are set up, how her feed is set up, right? Like what do her photos look like? Some of them are pulled back. And I know some of you guys are thinking in your head right now, well, well she has a personal photographer. Okay. You have an iPhone with a self timer. Go outside, take some pictures. Okay. That's how I started doing it. Or I grab my handy dandy girlfriend and I say, excuse me, I'm gonna need you to take some pictures of me. Thank you. Great. Right? And she's done it multiple times. Don't look like that. You know you have, right? I grab my handy dandy girlfriend. Excuse me, can you take pictures of me, please? And she's like, yeah, go ahead. Go stand over there, right? So your brand is more than just the colors. Your brand is more than just the logo. But it is, you do want to be conscious of your, of people's first impression, right? You want to be conscious of the first impression is what I mean by that. Okay. So we're going to go into three different things that we are going to work on to, uh, really tighten our brands and really start to, um, amplify our experience on social media, because as you start to tighten your brand, you're going to amplify your experience because you are drawing in the people that actually want to consume your content. Right. And it's always more exciting to create content for people that actually want to consume it. Right. It's not exciting for Holly to create content, fitness content for people like me who is like, excuse me, I don't know what a sit up is. OK, I, I, it's not exciting for her. Right. She's like, yes, ex ex seriously. But she I mean, we've talked about this before on TikTok. Right. She wants to get into the fitness TikTok. And so it's really, really frustrating when you create uh, fitness TikToks that aren't in fitness TikTok yet. Right. So you're creating it for the wrong group of people because you're trying to work on getting to the right group. So my point being, when you start creating this content towards your target audience, at first, it's going to feel like you're talking to nobody. And that's because you've been attracting people that are not your people for a really long time because you've been acting, somebody, acting like somebody that is not you. And that's going to hit a little bit hard and a little bit for some of you guys, but bear with me, okay? 
Creating content at first is going to be really hard because you're not going to be getting into the, the parts of social media that you want to be in right away. You're going to feel like you're talking to nobody. I promise you, even if you're hearing crickets, you are not talking to nobody. Somebody is watching. Somebody is paying attention. Okay. I literally just sold a trial to somebody the other day and, uh, Holly, Holly and I were talking about, uh, Instagram reels and she's like, I don't know if they really work. I don't see them very often on my feed. I blah, blah, blah. She said all this stuff about Instagram reels. And I was like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I really don't know. I've just been trying it out. Right. And then I had somebody buy a trial from me and she messaged me and she said, I have been wanting to try ketones for a really long time. I've been really curious. I've never talked to anybody about it. Your reels drew me in. And I was like, Oh, okay, sister. I see you. Right. So my point being, it's going to feel a little bit weird at first when you start doing this, but just keep doing it. Like just keep doing it. Okay. So the first thing that we want to work on with our brand is that this is brand first product second, brand first product second, right? How many times have you seen people building a network marketing company on social media and you go to their page and their, um, their photo is a picture of their mascara and their cover photo is a picture of their logo and their name is Sally makeup company, right? I'm not going to name any names, but they're, 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 name is Sally makeup company, right? And, um, you don't know who they are, right? They join this company and their, their whole entire family joined the witness protection program. You're like, wait a second. I thought you had a wife. I thought you had two kids. I thought you had dogs. Where did they go? Did you get rid of them? Did you chop them up? Like, are they in a wood chopper somewhere? Did they not exist? Did you send them off to boarding school? Like what happened? I don't understand. Right? So I want you to remember brand first product. Second people don't buy product. They buy people, right? And that sounds really bad. Don't think of it that way. But people buy my energy, right? People are like, oh, I want energy like that girl. They buy my energy. They don't buy little, I mean, our packets are pretty, which helps, right? But they don't buy a pretty little pink packet. They buy my energy, right? So brand first, product second, right? And so when I say that, I mean, you're building your brand messy right now, right? Like, your brand is not just that pretty feed. Your brand is not just that content, but your brand is also responding to every single comment and DM. Your brand is also responding to everybody that reaches their hand out to you. Your brand is also showing people who you are. Your brand is also, it's also, 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 it's all of these things, right? So part of your brand is like, if you think of, Man, I'm on a Jessie Lee soapbox tonight, but whatever. If you think of Jessie Lee, right? She responds to every single comment, every single one. That girl gets thousands of comments a day, thousands. So people don't believe her when she comments back on something. They'll be like, I know this isn't you, but it's still really cool that you commented on it. She's like, sister, it's me. Hello. Hi, how are you? People don't expect it, right? So if Jesse Lee can comment back to every single comment, I'm pretty sure we can, right? I'm pretty sure we can answer every single DM. I'm pretty sure that we can make sure we get back to everybody. So it's little things like that. And so when you're starting to build your brand, when you're starting to build your social media presence, I want you to ask yourself three questions. How can I build more trust? How can I be more real? And how can I be more of me? 
right? How can I build more trust? That is the most important question that you can ask yourself when you are trying to build a brand. How can I build more trust? Because that's all building a brand is. Building a brand is building with a group of people that trust you. We've listened to the book. We've listened to the book. We've read the book, Superfans. We had the training with the Superfans guy, right? Where was I going with that? Oh, super fans. Um, I couldn't remember where I was going with that. I literally, Holly and I were talking about this again and uh, with super fans, right? I have this girl that started following me on TikTok and she is on every single live. She is on every single comment. She's on all of my social media platforms. She is everywhere, right? She listens to my podcasts and doesn't even build a business, but she's a super fan. So literally I put out turkey bundles and you want to know who bought the turkey bundle five seconds later? She did. She did. Because she sat on live with me while I sat there and answered questions. She sat on all of my, she's seen all of my content, right? We've built that trust. So building a brand is just building a circle of trust with a bunch of people. So every little thing that you do on social media, every single day you wake up and you say, how am I going to further my brand today? I want you to say, how can I build more trust? How can I make people trust me more, right? And so you can sell anything after you build trust. You can sell anything after you build trust. If I said, if I said to my super fan, hey, I got this butt paste. I don't know. I don't know why that came to mind, but I got this butt paste. It's amazing. It's going to make your butt look, look tight and plump and around. She'd be like, all right, send me the link. Let's go. I want a tight, plump butt, round, round butt, right? You can sell anything once you build that trust. I don't know where butt paste came from. It was just weird, so I decided to go with it, okay? Um, but with building, with that, that means that you might not be moving as fast as you want, right? Especially if you, especially if you've spent a lot of time building a social media platform that was not built around trust previously before this, it's gonna take a lot of time right? It's going to, it takes time for people to trust you. There are people like the girl that met me on TikTok who trusted me almost immediately. And then there are people that have been following me for four years who still think I'm a scammer. Still following me. You don't think I'm that scammy, but she doesn't, they don't trust me yet. Right? So there's, there's going to be people that fall on either end of the spectrum. Right? But I want you to remember that you are not your product. And I want you to kind of think of this as like, like a tree or an octopus or something with a bunch of branches, okay? Like you are the center part and then there's all of these little things, right? And ketones is a branch. Ketones is an octopus tentacle, but it's not who you are. It's not who you are. You are not your brand, right? And so I've experienced this in the past before where I've had people ask me, well, you know, I built this whole business with this makeup company and now I want to go somewhere else, but people only know me as the makeup girl. Well, that's because you didn't build your brand well, sis. It's because you didn't build your brand well, right? It's because you built your brand as a makeup girl rather than as Angie or rather than as I just saw iPad. Um, that's not a person, <laughs> uh, or rather than as Andrea, right? So make sure you remember that you are not a product. You are, you're, you're, it's the brand first product. Second, once you build the brand, once you build the trust, once you build all of that, you can sell anything. You can sell anything to anybody. It's why Jesse Lee, who I'm on a Jesse Lee soapbox tonight. Okay. It's why Jesse Lee, who's built this huge brand of trust 
she'll get on live and say, oh, I love these nail stickers and 30 people will go buy them. Or she says, oh, I love Trent Shelton. Y'all should go follow him. And he gets a thousand followers because they trust her, right? So that's the first thing with building a brand. The second thing with building a brand is that you should be um, creating three types of content. Three types of content. Now, all of these types of content can be created in story form. They can be created in video. They can be created in posts. They can be created in TikToks, Reels, long form video, live. It doesn't matter how. But you should be creating three different kinds of content. And this, these content, like these kinds of content will kind of ebb and flow as you go through seasons in your business, which will make sense in a second. But the first type of content is um, how-to content. This is the content where you're teaching people, right? You're teaching, you're educating. And some of y'all over here are like, oh, I'm not ready to start that. I don't know anything. I don't know how to teach. I don't know how to do that. Well, I'm gonna tell you, sister friend, you go and you become the best researcher ever and regurgitate what you heard. Regurgitate what you heard, right? You get off this, if you want to start teaching people how to build a business, you get off this live or you get off this training right now and you go do, li do a live on brand building. Because the best way to learn is to teach, right? So this is the how-to content. And this can be of anything, right? If you want to build your brand around uh, plants, let's just say plants, right? It's not enough to just show people your plants, that's not shareable content. That's not content that people are really, you know, some people are gonna be like, ooh, pretty plants. Can you teach people how to take care of their succulents? Can you teach people, you know, what, you guys, my aloe, pl my aloe plant sprouted a freaking flower. It is growing to as tall as Timbuktu. I had no idea that, that aloe plants flowered. I had no clue. Ain't nobody ever taught me that. They said, oh, well, water this and you can do this aloe plant and you can crack it open over here and rub it on your skin. They taught me all that stuff about aloe plants. Why didn't anybody tell me that they flower? Why didn't anybody tell me that they grow babies off their bottoms? It's got a baby and a flower. I'm like, sister, what the heck? I did. I thought it was growing. I literally was like, um, there's an alien inside of my uh, aloe plant. I don't know what to do with this thing. I thought it was a freaking alien pod. Okay. My point being is... What can you teach people, right? What are you good at that you want to teach people? So that is the first kind of content. And so the thing that I want to say with this is that don't get imposter syndrome here because sometimes it feels weird to like reteach content that you've been told. It's not, how, it's not what you say, it's how you say it, right? So maybe I consume content really well in podcast form, but somebody else consumes content really well in a funny reel. Right? So can you, can you teach it in a funny reel or a funny TikTok, right? Like maybe you like creating TikToks, but you consume information via podcast. Does that make sense? So it's not what you say, it's how you say it. It's how you deliver it. So yeah, there's been content that I've been saying that Jesse Lee's been saying, that Brittany's been saying, that uh, Lisa's been saying, that Eric Worre has been saying, right? No content that I feed you guys, feed you guys, that sounds bad, that I give you guys is original. None of it's original, right? It's all picked from little pieces and put together in a cohesive way that makes sense to me that I deliver in a way that I hope makes sense to you, right? So don't try to try not to get imposter syndrome there and just learn to teach, learn to teach, learn to teach. The next thing is to, uh, or the next kind of content that you want to post is to be the friend, right? 
So you got your how-to content and then your be the friend content. This is the relatable content. This is the, um, you know, this is the vulnerable content, right? This is your story. This is your pieces of you. This is, okay, so for me, for example, with me, it would be my, you know, my story of addiction. It would be my story of coming out. It would be the content that's relatable. It would be the content that hits people on a little bit more of an emotional level, right? So I made a post uh, earlier today about being uh, raised by a strong woman, right? Super relatable content to people that were raised by a strong woman who were told, don't cry, don't show your emotions. You gotta be the, you gotta be the calm in the storm, right? So super relatable. So this is the second kind of content that you wanna be creating. This is the behind the scenes stuff also, right? So it's the kids driving you nuts. It is the, um, you know, family, I don't know. I don't know why I'm thinking Thanksgiving dinner going awry, but that's the thing that came to my mind. So maybe somebody's Thanksgiving dinner is going to go very, very messy. Uh, I hope not. I hope it's none of you. But it's that content, right? It's the it's the kids that are driving you insane. It is it is the. I keep thinking Halloween costumes because Halloween just went by. But like it's the relatable weekend content, right? I say weekend content because it's kind of when we spend our time with our families. And then the last thing, the third type of content that you want to produce is polarizing content. And this is literally against everything that I ever taught in my early days in network marketing, but this is your polarizing content, right? This is the, this is the content that challenges the status quo. This is the content that makes people think. This is the content that's like creating you as a thought leader, right? And this, this content builds authority and it builds leadership. And I'll give you guys an example. They passed a law in Oregon uh, with this election of, this is not about to get political, but they passed a law in Oregon with this election to decriminalize street drugs. And a lot of people are looking at that like, oh, this is so smart. Let's put more heroin on the street because they don't know the history behind it, right? But there's a whole other thought process to it. With, with being able to pass this law, they now are decriminalizing drugs and will allow the system to, to treat addicts in the space that they should be treated, which is as a mental health space, right? Addiction's a mental health issue. It's not a criminal issue. It's a mental health issue. And by punishing people and going to the you know crime route, then we're not addressing addiction at its core. My point being, right, a lot of people saw this law being passed and they immediately thought, oh, well, that's stupid. Why would they legalize heroin? First of all, they didn't legalize it. They decriminalized it. But I made a post about this. My point being, wrap it all the way back around to where I'm, I'm going with this is I made a post about it, right? I said, hey, I know y'all saw this. I know y'all saw this law being passed. Did you ever think about it like this? Did you ever think about how this would benefit your community? Did you ever think about it like this? right? It's challenging the status quo. It's being a thought leader. It is moving the needle forward, right? Uh, in my earlier days in building my brand, a lot of what I did was I challenged people's uh, labeling that they put on people, right? Uh, specifically with addicts and homeless people, but it was a whole different, like I, I remember doing a live really early in my brand building experience where I said, are you stripping people of their labels? That was the title of it. And I literally got on there and I said, you know, every time you say, oh, well, they're just an addict, they deserve to die. You are slapping a label addict on somebody so that you can feel better about being uncomfortable about addiction in America. And you're taking people's humanity away, right? Again, I'm just giving you examples of things that have challenged the status quo, right? Fighting for 
LGBTQ rights, challenges the status quo. I'm thinking of things that relate to me, but you guys can think of things that relate to you, right? Like little things that are kind of, you know, if you're in the fitness industry, let's say, okay, this is going to be, let's say you're in the diet industry and you don't agree with keto. Okay, this is not a good example for you guys, but you don't agree with keto, right? And everybody's talking about low carb, low carb, low carb, low carb, keto, 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 keto. And you get on there and you say, no, screw that. Keto is not the way, right? So that's how you could do it in your nutrition industry. You could do it in the fitness industry as well. I'm sure Holly has some ideas floating around her head right now where she could challenge the status quo in the fitness industry, right? But all of these things, like in the mindfulness in the mindfulness space, like can you challenge the status quo? Can you challenge how people think, right? And so Kate, uh, Christina Wood said this at Empire U. She said, you want to trigger people, right? You want to trigger people into action or you want to trigger people to get away from you. I don't know about y'all, but I only want to speak to my people. I only want to speak to the people that want to speak to me. And so for a really long time, I created content that was cohesive and that was kumbaya and was really happy to everybody. And I never spoke my mind and I never said things that were a little bit out there. And I never said my opinion. Doesn't uh, When you try to speak to everybody, you speak to nobody. I don't know if you ever heard that before, right? So be a little bit polarizing. Be the thought leader. This creates authority and leadership. Now, all three of these types of content build trust, which is what I told you guys the goal is with building a brand. They all build trust in a different way, right? When you do the how-to content, you put yourself in a, in a uh, authority, not an authority position, a teacher position, which builds trust, right? You're giving people value for free. When you show your personal life, you are showing people who you are as a human, so you are building trust, right? And then when you create that polarizing content, when you stand out as a, as a leader, when you, when you put yourself in an authority position, again, it builds trust. When you say, no, I'm not going to, I'm going to stand for what I believe in because I don't, I don't want to fall for everything. When you stand for nothing, you fall for everything, right? It builds trust. It builds trust when you say, ew, no, I don't, even something as silly as like as little as as um, saying that you don't like a flavor of ketones, right? Like this is a really little example, but like when Jesse Lee and I did a bunch of taste tests of different flavors, we were really honest about the flavors that were freaking nasty. There were gross flavors. It builds trust, right? Because I'm not gonna tell you I like every single flavor of my product when I don't. I don't like Splash. I don't. It's gross. Some of y'all on here love Splash. Go fight, win, attack, attack, attack. Not me, okay? I think that thing is nasty. It makes me want to gag. Some of y'all love it, okay? So it all builds trust, um, and we don't want to be a commercial, right? And so when you create all three types of content, you become no longer a commercial because you're not always trying to advertise to people. Advertise, 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 advertise. Yeah, Swiss cacao is freaking gross too. I agree, okay? Now, what I said in the beginning of this was that there are going to be seasons in which you want to go heavier on different areas, so be mindful of that, right? Maybe when you want to attract more people, you do more personal, relatable content because you want to attract more people in and it's really, it's a lot easier to attract people with vulnerability, right? Because we all kind of kumbaya around our emotions, right? Maybe when you are about to launch something, when you're about to sell something, you do a ton or you're about to do a huge recruiting push, you do a ton of how-to content so that you put yourself in an authoritative position, right? Maybe when you um, 
I don't know, are feeling a little feisty, you do some polarizing content, right? Like whatever, okay? In different seasons of your life, you're going to create more content in different areas. It doesn't have to be equally spread out. It doesn't have to be anything like that, right? Like I probably, mm, I probably do an equal amount of all of that. I think, I think lately I have been shying away from the be the friend content. So this actually, this training is for me too, to kind of get back into that content, right? So those are the three types of content that you want to build. Now, the third thing that you want to do with a, with a, with a brand is you want to be building your brand authentically, right? And y'all are tired of hearing the word authenticity. I understand, but we're going to, it's going to be different today. Okay. It's going to be different today. Promise. All right. So the first thing that I want to talk about with authenticity is Paris Hilton. Okay. Paris Hilton, y'all know her. I know, I know y'all know her. And I know what you guys think when I said that name. You think of this blonde bimbo with a little dog and this rich lady and blah, blah, blah. You think of this, this idiot. You think of this idiot. Okay. Because that's the brand that Paris Hilton built for a really long time. I listened to a podcast with Paris Hilton and Lewis Howes, and she actually just came out with a documentary about this. Paris Hilton, when she was young, was actually uh, her, she, her family sent her away to this school, right? And so in this school, basically these two big men come and kidnap you in the middle of the night. They take you away and they take you to this, you know, corrective school or whatever, for whatever reason. And so her parents pay for this service, but they didn't actually know what was going on at the school, right? She went to this school. She ended up getting like thoroughly abused. She was neglected. She was uh, all kinds of stuff. And so she created this persona around Paris Hilton as a protective measure. This bimbo that you guys all know as Paris Hilton is not actually who she is. I listened to this podcast, so I know for freaking sure she is smart. She's really smart. She was just traumatized, right? And so Paris Hilton built years and years and years and years and years building this, this brand that wasn't authentic to her. Do you know how many people will never know the real Paris Hilton because she spent so many years being this dumb blonde? Don't let that be you. Don't let that be you. Don't build this brand that is not authentic to you and spend years and years trying to unravel it and trying to recreate it and trying to show people, oh, I'm different now. It's a lot harder to unbuild a brand like Paris Hilton than it is to just build it right the first time. Right? So that was a huge, I like, I'm going to give you guys two that's the first, like, what is the word I'm looking for? Metaphor? I guess a metaphor. Second metaphor is to stop, like I said, to stop trying to speak to everybody um, because you're speaking to nobody, right? So sometimes we want to, we want to uh, try to speak to, to keep our posts really broad so that we can include everybody, right? I'll, I'll tell you right now, when I niche down and I speak directly to the LGBT community, my brand grows a lot more than when I try to be inclusive and speak to everybody, right? Because I'm targeting certain people. And so I want you to be the lighthouse. And if you think of a lighthouse, lighthouses stand on the shore and they shine their light really bright all around the sea to attract the boats to them, right? To attract the boats to shore. The lighthouse does not go around the sea following the boats around and saying, excuse me, hello, come over here. Excuse me, hello, hello, shore's that way. Hey, excuse me, hello, shore's that way. The boat, we, the lighthouse does not follow the boat around. 
That would be very confusing for all of the sailors on the boats. Right? The lighthouse just stands there in one place and stands really tall in who it is or what it is and shines its light everywhere. And whoever wants to come to the light, whoever is attracted, whoever feels called to that stinking lighthouse, they come to that lighthouse. Whoever wants to keep going on their journey, they pass right by. Right? So be the lighthouse. Stop trying to talk to everybody. I don't know if you ever heard this, but not everybody gonna like you. Not everybody likes me, sister friend. Okay, not everybody likes me. But the people that do like me love me because they know who I am. They know who, that they, I'm very authentic in who I am and they know, they know me, right? So they love me. So with that being said, authenticity, we need to, I know y'all are tired of hearing the, okay, write down five things that you're interested in and three things that you, that you want to link to your personality and five things that you really want to include in your brand. Y'all are tired of hearing me say that because Every time we say that, you're like, all right, great. Now I'm talking about plants, I'm talking about singing, and I'm talking about a guitar, and it's still not working. Has anybody ever felt that? Like you started talking about the things that you decided on your brand, and you're like, this isn't working? It's okay. It's valid. Uh, it's because we don't know who we are, right? It's because that stuff is very surface level. That stuff is very, okay, cool, you like to play guitar? Awesome. It's very surface level. You need to figure out who you are, what your morals are, what you stand for, the person that you want to be, the person that you want to project, the person that, the, how you want people to feel when they are in your presence. You need to figure all that out because that's what matters. Yeah, we can attract people that play the guitar as well. But if you ever notice, I talk about my brand. Uh, I talk about communities. Right? I talk about the addicts community. I talk about the LGBT community. Right? My brand encompasses communities. It doesn't encompass... I don't even have hobbies. My hobby is business building, and I'm also in the business community. So I don't really have hobbies, but <clears throat> if I did... Like, I like to grow plants. I guess that's a hobby. Right? So anyway... You need to figure out who you are. And some of you guys are like, great, awesome. Been trying to do that for a really long time. So I'm going to give you guys some like actual steps. Okay. First thing that I want you to do is I want you to look at the content that you enjoy consuming. Because the content that you enjoy consuming probably has underlying beliefs of what you actually believe. Right? You guys probably think the same. You guys probably, you probably enjoy consuming that content because it's somebody that you admire. It's somebody that you might want to be like. It's somebody that you enjoy their energy. Right? I've had people tell me before that they that I remind them of Jesse Lee. Well, that's because I was drawn into Jesse Lee's energy, right? And so I started creating a little bit of her energy with a Sydney flair, right? It's that content that you res yes resonate with. It's that content that you really enjoy consuming. What is it? Who is it? And what do they stand for? What does their brand look like? Start writing down what they what they talk about that you enjoy reading, that you enjoy consuming. Right? You don't know who you are? Great. Start finding out who you like. That probably tells you either who you are or who you want to be. And here's the thing about being authentic. Here's the thing about creating a brand. Here's the thing about finding out who you are is that you get to be whoever you want to be. Not a single one of you was put on this earth and said, well, you have to be this, 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 and this. You're in this, you're in this industry. You're on this training right now. So that you can be whoever you want to be. You get to grow into whoever you want to be. Okay?
okay? But start looking at the content that you enjoy consuming. It might tell you the direction that you want to head in, okay? The next thing is that authenticity is something that you pursue. Something you pursue. So what I need you to do is I need you to increase your awareness around what you're doing. Every time you're about to do something, I want you to stop and think, am I doing this because I want to or because somebody else wants me to or because society told me this is what I should do, right? Increase your awareness around what you're doing, what you're posting, what you're saying, what you're at little things like going out with your friends, right? Like going out to the bar, let's just say, because that can be like, I don't know. Some people love the bar. Some people hate the bar, right? Next time your friends ask you to go out to the bar, you say, and you say, yes, are you doing it because you want to go or because your friends want you to go? Right? Like little things like that. And I know the bar doesn't relate to everybody, but it's, is this, is this activity? Is this thing that I'm saying? Is this thing that I'm posting getting me closer to who I am or who I want to be? Increase your awareness around the things that you're doing. So many of us, you know, it's like Jesse Lee talks about this all the time, but when we were children, uh, it's all women on here, right? I think, I think it is awesome. Uh, a lot of us were told, be quiet. Women don't speak until they're spoken to. Sit down. You're too loud. Sit like a lady. Act like a lady. Be a lady. Whatever, right? You were told that your whole stinking life. How many of you guys are doing things in your life because you were told to act like a lady? How many of you guys want to be loud, want to be a boss, want to be powerful, right? You want to know what's really, really interesting to me is that in elementary school, girls that, are, that have leadership characteristics are considered bossy. They're considered bossy, right? We talk about little bossy girls. We talk about little powerful men. So how many things are you doing in this that because, because society told you to? right? Cross your legs and you sit. Don't cut your hair that short. Yep. I love Emily's new haircut because it goes against societal standards. It's what Emily wanted to do, right? I love that. I love that. And so I'm going to give you guys one little example and then I'm going to move on because I know we only have 15 minutes left, but there is this, there's this, um, duo on, um, on TikTok that I follow. They're sisters. Okay. They're freaking beautiful. First of all, number one, very beautiful. The girl, the one girl is your typical, you know, standard girl. Okay. Long blonde hair, very girly, you know, just, just, you know, typical, whatever. Okay. The sister, she is gay. She's androgynous. She has a short haircut. She looks like a boy. I'm telling you at first glance. Okay. Beautiful. They're both beautiful. Uh, she's always dressed with really creative style. She's always, you know, been a little bit out there a little bit. She's always just dressed how she wants. Right. And so they become really big on TikTok because people are really intrigued by the interesting sister. Right. And so the interesting sister actually has cancer. She's fighting, she's battling, um, breast cancer right now. And somebody commented on one of the photo on one of the videos and said, I hope that your sister passes away. And the sister handled this, the, the, you know, the girl's, the girly sister, I'll say girly sister, the girly sister handled this with such grace. She said, you know, first of all, screw you for saying that about my sister. She has cancer. She's battling every single day. She's a strong woman, but also 
it's very interesting that you think somebody should die because they are so brave to be their authentic self. How many of us wanted to wear something like, I mean, how many of you guys, this might not resonate with anybody, but how many of you guys wanted to wear a freaking pair of jeans with a tutu over top, right? Like, like little, like she is so authentic in who she is and that scares people. The world is so scared by her being so brave and being who she wants, right? And so my point being, are you doing what you're doing? Are you wearing what you're wearing? Are you saying what you're saying because you want to or because somebody else told you you should? I want you to get really aware of those things, okay? The next thing that I want you to get aware of is what masks are you wearing? This kind of goes hand in hand with what I said before, but what are you pretending to do? What masks are you wearing right now? What, what things, what fronts are you putting up, right? Have you been pretending to be keto for the last six months, even though you haven't been keto for 14 days straight? Right? Are you um, pretending to be a craft mom when you're an Amazon mom? Right? There's nothing wrong with an Amazon Prime mom. Are you pretending to be somebody that has a perfectly put together house all the time? Right? There are, there are things that we do, like maybe if you want to have like a PG social media, like if you want your social media to be kid friendly, maybe we don't cuss on social media, right? I feel like that's kind of a, you want to brand, you want to brand yourself that way. I think of um, Jessie Lee is a potty mouth in person but you will not see her cuss on social media. You won't because she wants it to be a, a kid-friendly channel, right? I don't think that's wearing a mask. I think that's um, kind of choosing who you want your audience to be. But why are we telling people we're an, we're an Amazon Prime or we're a crafting mom when we're an Amazon Prime mom? Why are we telling people we're keto when we just ate a tub of ice cream last night? Why are we putting on this perfect perfect front when we're not perfect why why are you less of a mom for being an amazon mom and not a crafting mom why are you less of a human why are you less of a of a ketone dealer for not being keto right why do we feel like we need to have these little these little white lies i like to like to call them these little white lies right so what masks are you wearing get really aware of it The next thing is embrace vulnerability. Embrace vulnerability, okay? I told you, I I made this post earlier. I was raised by a very strong woman. I was told to, and I actually was not told to do any of this, but I learned by example, right? We learned by example. So my mom was very strong. I never saw her cry. She was always the rock. She stood very, very steady when everybody else around her was falling apart. And if you know me in real life, that that is me. I don't cry. I'm the calm in the storm. I am everybody's shoulder to cry on. I am all of that, right? I learned that from my mom. And so we, I think that a lot of the older culture is built in, um, you know, get up, don't cry, be a man, right? It's a toxic masculinity. Be a man. We don't show our feelings. We don't show our emotions. Don't let people see you cry. Don't let people, you know, don't let the bullies see you cry or whatever. I think that we're shifting to a culture where, Vulnerability is beautiful, right? Telling your story is beautiful. Talking about how you struggled is beautiful. Do you think it's easy to talk about being an addict? God, that is my biggest fault in life. Man, it's embarrassing. 
but it is also beautiful to be able to come out the other side and talk about it, right? And so I think that everybody might be looking at this culture in a, in a weird way, right? Like we start to, I've, I see these memes all the time where like people are saying, oh, well, you know, everything is not politically incorrect, everything is politically incorrect now, or everybody's so sensitive these days, or why is everybody so sensitive, or why is everything, you know, why do we need to be politically correct? And I don't think that everybody is more sensitive these days. I think that people just finally started sharing their truth. I think that people just finally started sharing their perspective. I think that people that were really upset for a really long time finally decided to speak out. I think that the, you know, you think of like, I love that the Zoom is all women, but you think of like women for a really long time, right? Like, well, why are women so sensitive about women's rights right now? Well, because we've been oppressed for so damn long. Like, because the, the wage gap is not fair because there is masculine issues. There is misogyny in this culture, right? Like, I don't think that the world has become more sensitive. I think we just started sharing our truth. I think that we just started seeing each other's perspectives. I think that we just started living in a little bit more empathy, right? And so telling your truth and sharing your vulnerability and who... I want you to ask this question when you're afraid to share something. Who am I impacting by not telling my story? The answer is always nobody. Every single one of you has a story that could impact somebody. But could you imagine, I think of, I think of Nathan's face, okay? If you guys don't know the story, uh, Nathan was somebody that I met at the first Empire U after I got up on stage and I told everybody about my, my story with recovery. Uh, I met him the next day. He pulled me outside and he said, um, I've been in, I've been an addict for how long did he say? Something like six, 16 years. He said, I've been an addict for 16 years. I'm detoxing right now because of what you said on stage yesterday. I think of Nathan's face every time I don't want to share my story. Who are you impacting by not telling your story? Nathan's life wouldn't be changed. He's still clean and sober, y'all, in case you were wondering. It's been uh, almost two years. You can impact somebody's life, okay? The next thing that I want you to say or that you, that you want to do to figure out who you are is stop filtering yourself. And all I mean by that, like, don't filter and just be. Your perspective matters. Your story matters. What you have to say matters, right? I'm going to take it back to, you know, women's rights, right? There is not a single man that can say that women, that, that unequal rights for women do, doesn't exist because they've never been a woman in America, right? It goes back to gay rights, right? Like you can't say that, that hum, human rights are equal when you aren't in a minority, right? So my point is your perspective matters, your story matters, right? And so there's two people that are going to try to silence you when you start to tell your story. Both of them are inside of you. The opinions of other people are what is, what is going to silence you. I know every single time you guys want to go and maybe you want to type up a post and share your story. Maybe you want to share a little piece of your story. There's somebody that goes in your, that pops into your mind and you say, oh, I don't want to offend them. Oh, but what are they going to say? Oh, well, I don't want to upset them. Y'all, I am very, very, very transparent with most of my story. Keyword, most of my story. 
Because every time I go to talk about my dad, he pops into my head and I say, I don't want to upset him. I don't want to hurt my dad. I don't want my dad to be upset with me. Right? So that's the first person that stops you. The other person is you. Right? And so how many times have you silenced yourself because you didn't think your story was good enough? I've talked about this before. But uh, for a really long time, I didn't talk about being an addict because I didn't think that I was... I didn't think that I was worthy of the title because people had it worse than me, right? So how many times have you silenced your story because you didn't think it was good enough? Oh, well, my sexual abuse experience wasn't that bad, so I won't talk about it. Or my depression isn't that bad, so I won't talk about it. My addiction isn't that bad, so I won't talk about it. How many times have you silenced your story because you didn't think it was good enough? Every single one of you has a story that will bring somebody to their knees if they just listen long enough. Why aren't you telling it? Right? So stop filtering yourself. Your perspective matters. Your story matters. Nobody else has walked a day in your shoes. Nobody else has walked a day in your shoes. So every time I picture my dad saying, my dad freaking, I don't know, maybe gaslighting me or something and saying, oh, I didn't do that. He didn't walk in my shoes, right? So my point being, don't filter yourself and just be, okay? And then the last thing to try and figure out who you are is give yourself permission to change, okay? You're allowed to grow. You're allowed to learn. You're allowed to gain more empathy. You're allowed to ask questions. You're allowed to understand. You're allowed to, uh, I think I think of Brittany Anderson when I think of this, when I think of this tip because Brittany Anderson was raised in a very, very conservative home where she thought that, gay rights were wrong or gay marriage was wrong, that interracial couples were wrong, that addicts were deserved to die, that they didn't deserve life-saving medicine. And then the freaking universe said, oh, bet your best friend's gay, your top leader has a transgender fiance, and uh, your best friend's also an addict, right? I think of Brittany Anderson as the pinnacle of growth. Because that girl has come so dang far. I don't know if y'all have seen her social media lately, but she is the ultimate advocate for our community. She is the ultimate advocate for the black community. She is the ultimate advocate for human rights. Because you are allowed to change. You are allowed to grow. You are allowed to ask questions. You are allowed to be different. You are allowed to be a continually Evolu- evolu- oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Evolving. Hmm, that's it. A continually evolving version of yourself. You will always be yourself. You will always be Emily. You will always be Andrea. You will always be August, but you will always be a beta version of yourself. Beta one, beta two, beta three, beta three, four, beta five, right? You will always be a beta version of yourself because the second that you stop growing is the second that you start dying. You are not done yet. So give yourself permission to learn who you are in this moment, but also learn where you want to go. Also learn who you want to be. Also learn what you want to fight for. Also learn what you want to be important in your life. Because you are not done yet.